Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Because people... Um, oh, welcome back, Heidi. Um, please feel free to come and take a seat. It's, a, it's really... Oh, no, I'm just getting naughty. I've got to stop. I was going to say it's very sad when you're that young and you can't hold your bladder for two hours. <laughs> oh, I've got to behave. Sorry. I have to behave. Um, I've preached 45 times in the last six weeks and this is the last one. And I know when I leave this building, I'm not preaching to January, so something's taken over me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Come on, right, okay. So, let me get back to the Word of God. It's Kevin's anointing. It's like just frivolity, and I love it. I just love it. Tell you what, if you can't have some fun in the ministry, you will go turn into a psychopath, let me tell you. So, Next year, I'm going, to, I'm going to preach now, Pastor. Next year, um, our church is 25 years old, which is very exciting. And, um, so, and it's even more exciting that I'm still standing at 25 years. Um, and about a year and a half ago, Dave put together a book um, of everything that's gone on. It was taken from Dave and my journals um, from the last 20 years of being in ministry. And the book was called Up the Creek Without a Paddle, <laughs> right? And it was the real history of the triumphs and the blunders and the disasters. I mean, I was 25 when I came to the UK. We didn't know how to pastor a cat, let alone a church. And um, so this book is about um, the triumphs and, and, and faux pas and stuff. It's also the story of moments like... Um, in the early days when we first came to the UK, we didn't have a penny to our name and Ryan, our son, was born four months after we arrived and Ryan was hyperactive. For those of you that know him, uh, would know that that would be an understatement. And I remember just moments in this book um, when uh, I remember thinking one of those bounce, baby bouncers, you know those things you hang in the door? I thought, that well, we need one of those, but we couldn't even afford that. And I prayed, and the next day, Dave goes up into the loft of this house we were living in, and the only thing in the loft was a baby bouncer. <laughs> like, you know, just nuts, stuff like that, the provision of God in the early years. Um, uh, you know, the moments like when Dave uh, puked out of the car door five times on the way to church and still preached. <laughs> and this is what pastors tend to do. And just the moments like when we sold everything again to buy the building that's now our mega center, and... Um, when I read it, it's quite amazing to see what God has done and the moments. Um, I remember one moment um, when, because the word for flip-flops in Australia is very different. And I remember traumatizing an elderly pastor telling him I was going to go and put my thongs on. <laughs> but just, just the learning experiences of life, life, especially as I was about eight months pregnant. <laughs> been a good look um and so reading through all the stories of the book like that was a great 20 25 years right but i don't want i definitely don't want to do the next 20 25 years the same um and um 
God really spoke, has spoken to me about it's time for us as people not to just turn the page to the next chapter, but to actually allow God to create a sequel. And so we could really easy as church just turn a page to the next chapter, right? And the next chapter, I'm yawning already, right? Because it's just, it's just a continuation of the same, right? But I believe for your house that God doesn't just want to turn a chapter to more of the same. He wants to actually create a sequel. And you know when um, there's a sequel at the movies, you know there's a tone, there's an inkling, there's a little bit of what gone before. So the James Bond movie, I haven't seen it yet. I'm, I'm told it's a bit not so good, but anyway. There's always a touch of what's gone before in the James Bond, but it's a whole new story. It's a whole new thing. And I feel that that's what God wants to do in this house is that there will always be a touch of the idiocy of Kevin. But, see, I have the mic. But God wants to actually do a sequel, something you really anticipate, something exciting, something that you look forward to and it, it gets the saliva going in your mouth because you're thinking, I am anticipating something so new and so exciting that it will literally change the face of the church. Is anyone with me? I don't want another lazy read. Because when you turn over into the next chapter of your book, it's just, it's sort of, oh yeah, I'm just chewing away at this because I know what's going to happen. But when you have, have a sequel, it's hotly anticipated. It's what's going to happen next. It's faith. It's raw. It's true. It's exhilarating. It's exciting. And so I am, when I was praying for you this morning, I was believing for a sequel situation. In this house, something incredible. Let me read to you this morning from John chapter 2, the story of when Jesus leaves the best wine till now. Now listen, I'm not going to read whole passages this morning because I really want to just get into this. So you need to go home today and read the story about how Jesus saved the best wine. When he, There was a story in John chapter 2 when a wedding ran out of wine. And then there's this famous verse that says, Everyone brings out the choice wine first. Then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. I want you to get that scripture in your spirit. You have saved. God has saved the best till now. Um, how old is the church here? Is it as old as Hope City? 20, uh, 20 years in March. Hey, you didn't have a party for that. You do. You need to tell us when that is. So I can send Dave up. No, I'm, no, I'm only kidding. I'll definitely come. If there's a party, I'll be here. Um, Jesus has saved the best one to now. So the amazing thing is when God speaks in his word, he speaks about ever-increasing glory. In our family, we have a, a, a funny saying. We call it G to G. If Dave does something really good, I'll go G to G. Glory to glory, you're just getting better, Dave. You're getting better. G to G, he better G to G at my 30th wedding anniversary in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Our God is an ever-increasing God. So often the reason we, we see church, we personally, and we see church is less and less, and we settle for yesterday's magnificence, magnificence and don't believe God has the best wine to come. We develop sensible lives. We wear sensible shoes. We massage sensible and respectable personas and maintain sensible bank balances. Talking to anybody this morning? 
I have no intention of staying in these sensible shoes I have on now. These are just five months post-operative hip replacement shoes. I'm going back in the stilettos, girls. We are going there. But you're joining that other guy in the pink striped shirt. Uh-oh. We have an identity crisis on our hands. We can become so sensible. Just sensible. And faith requires non-sensible. Faith requires a people that don't settle. And it's so easy when your church is nice. I don't like nice. Nice doesn't touch the world. Nice doesn't cut things against the principalities and powers. We need to be a people, amen, that don't settle for sensible. I am here to proclaim to you today that the best wine, the choicest of fruits, the lion's share, the biggest portion, the largest slice of cake is saved till now. Is anybody with me? Give God a hand of praise. Come on. God's got a sequel for you. He has the greatest outpouring, the purest compassion, the greatest grace, the perfect healing, the perfect opportunity is saved to your last. God has not finished you with you yet. The scripture says that he who began a good work in you, he who began a good work in Junction Church will carry it on to completion in Jesus' name. He is not finished with you yet. This is not the end. This is the beginning of the greatest outpouring and abundance of provision. And the reason I can say that is that the world's provision is drying up in Aberdeen. So therefore, God's provision is just about to come cradling on in in Jesus' name. Amen. John 2 verse 3. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, This has the potential to build potential-able, the potential to be no fun anymore. Don't you like Jesus' mum? She's saying it as it is. You don't understand people, she's saying. It's all gone. It's a song, isn't it? It's gone, gone. It's all gone. They're at a party and the wine was all gone. His mum stated the obvious. This has got the potential to be no fun anymore. But I want to say to you today that all gone is the full stop that demands another sentence. Did you hear that this morning? All gone is the full stop that demands another sentence. All gone invites the currency that runs heaven, and that's faith. I can't tell you how many all gone situations David and I have been in 30 years of ministry, and God's not failed us yet. Just this week we had another all gone. God will provide again. Faith seems to have become a more ethereal new age word where we sometimes float about in an abyss of waiting for something to happen. But faith requires action. And Jesus asked the people in this story to go and fill up their best pots, usually reserved for better purposes than water. He wanted them to do something that would house a miracle. So let me read to you John 2, verse 6 to 7. Nearby stood six six stone water jars, the kind you find used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 80 to 100 liters. That is a lot of wine. And Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. 
Have you ever wondered why Jesus doesn't just do the Shazam and the Abracadabra? Why does Jesus not take us out into the backyard and there's a money tree sprung up overnight? Is it only me that's thought that? Because <laughs> God has power to do anything. He could do abracadabra and this room would be filled of millions of pounds. But he doesn't because faith requires our action. He requires us to do something. Cash is not the currency of heaven, faith is. And lack demands faith and action. Let me go with you now to another story in chapter John. I'm taking you somewhere this morning. And chapter John, John chapter 9 is the story of the blind man with Jesus at the pool of Siloam. Okay, so this guy couldn't see and he was at this pool. And let me read this verse, John 9, verse 6 to 7. This is what Jesus did. I love the way Jesus does stuff. It's so left field. Then he spit on the ground. Some of us would call that uncouth. Then he spit on the ground and he made mud with the saliva. Now, it'd be, it'd be quite fascinating next Sunday, wouldn't it, if Kevin came in with a bowl of mud and was whacking it on your faces. It'd be in the papers. So then he spit on the ground, he made mud with the saliva and spread the, the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, Go and wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. But let's get into the head of the blind man here. Okay, first up, the blind man heard Jesus doing a spit sound. He couldn't see him. So I I won't do that because my mum, if I made a spit sound, my mum who's in heaven would turn her back on me. (laughs) If I did that to the Jenny that's not acting like a lady. So the first thing Jesus did a spit sound and lo and behold in quick succession has a muddy salivary wet mass smudged across his face. So this is the blind man's day, all right? Following that, he told the blind man to go and wash in the pool of Siloam. So this is what the blind man would have been thinking. Firstly, Jesus, I'd like to remind you that I can't see. I can't see what you're doing. You could just be having a laugh at my expense. I can't tell. And secondly, I think you missed the obvious here. I'm blind and you're telling me to go to some pool and wash myself. So so we're getting into the story here. So this blind man has saliva and mud whacked on his face. And then Jesus says, go to the pool of Siloam and wash yourself. The guy couldn't see to get to the pool of Siloam. This is, this is the, the unseen He's missing the obvious. But what it demanded was faith. Interesting, the word Siloam means sent. Jesus demanded he push through to the pool called sent. To see his miracle. To unlock his future. You've got to push through to the pool called sent. You've got to push through the moment... When you can't see, you've got to push through because you know that Jesus is pushing you to the pool of his provision, that it's there. But in order for faith to work, you've got to push through. It doesn't, it's not easy. Faith doesn't come easy. Faith denies everything that is common sense in your head. Everything. Everything. 
You've got to push through to the pool called sent. You've got to push through every demon shouting at you that destiny does not call you. you just got to go. I remember when I started City Hearts 10 years ago, which is a charity I run, saving women, men and children from human trafficking. And today we have 80 staff and 14 homes in the UK. When I started 10 years ago, I had nothing. And I'll never forget what the Holy Spirit said to me. I said, well, God, how do I start? And this is what he said, just start. It was simple as that. It's like God was saying to me, go on then. Step out, just start. So we started with one girl and not having a clue what we were doing. And now we have the British government contract. Just start. Faith requires just starting. Faith requires you to step into the sequel. The new wine is in your next big step. It's amazing that Jesus brought out the choicest wine and created it out of miraculous jars of water. And our God wants to pour out the new, the miraculous, and the much more in your coming season. There's a whole new season of ministry for you. A new segment, segment unlike that which you have ever lived. Because it's a sequel. The sequel is a place where we choose to leave yesterday and embrace the new. I'm in a new season in my life. I'm in the empty nest season. I'm in the grandma season, though I've had to adopt other children, other children, people's children as my grandchildren because my son ain't producing any time soon. So I'm in the grandma season. And I'm, even, I'm in the grandma season in faith. And then I've raised up a generation in our church and there's a generation under them. I'm in the grandma season. I'm in the general season. God spoke to me very clearly a while ago and said, Jenny, it's about time you stop pilfering people out of their destinies and stop acting like a foot soldier and start acting like a general so other people can get on with doing the work of God. I'm in a breakthrough season, a new start. Dave used to talk to me about his dad, and I, I didn't know his dad very well. He died not long after we were married. But um, apparently when Dave was a teenager, his dad used to really embarrass him, right? Because Dave would bring friends home. And once in the lounge room, as Dave walked past the lounge room, his father was in the lounge room dancing to Abba. There's nothing more humiliating than your father dancing, doing dad dancing to Abba, is there? (laughs) When you bring your friends home. This slight craziness runs through the Gilpin family, I feel. I'm just like an onlooker. It's gone into Ryan. Bless his heart. (laughs) There's nothing harder to watch than somebody that's living yesterday's season. You can't keep living in yesterday's book that's what history books are about we want to create future there's another incredible story in John 
I'm getting to the conclusion. The pool of Bethesda. Jesus told the guy not to hang around the places you've been. Not to hang around the unproductive places and the places that were for yesterday's blessing. But to step out into the new wine and the new future. Sometimes we do the splits in an effort to appease those who want us to live in yesterday. And I'm here to say to you today, don't do the splits, it hurts. Time to actually step. You've changed, move on, it's a compliment. Time to get with the program of increase. Embrace the change you, embrace the expectation of the new season. Don't curse what you've prayed for. Pick up your mat and walk on, jog on I would say. New wine, new promises, new places, new venues, new jobs, new provision. We're no longer going to camp around the last chapter. We're raising our expectation and embracing the sequel. You as a church are going to push through to the pool called Scent. You're not hanging around history, but you're going to create history. Come on, Junction Church. We are going to embrace the rocky path between the slap of saliva and the sequel. We're determined to push through to the place called scent. Can I have the band up? That'd be great. (laughs) I feel like this morning that I brought a very meaty word. Um, And I'm very grateful I didn't have to put my nana specs on. Because I, I sense in my spirit that you're at as a junction, as a church. There, there's, a, there's a meaty, weighty future there for you. There is a meaty, weighty future. When it's corporately, it means there's a meaty, weighty future for you as people as well. And what we tend to do at times as church is we become reflections of the doubt of the community around us. instead of purveyors of the truth of the provision and power of God. And it's a challenge as a church not to reflect the community worry, but instead to stand up and say, we have a God who provides. It was amazing. Three weeks ago, I said to the ladies in Europe, I was in a conference and I prophesied about the Syrian refugees and how God was going to bring uh, a revival and um, that the whole thing was about a move of God from Islam to Christianity. Prophesy that. And part of the word was, do not fear. Do not fear. Three weeks later, all this is going on. It's very easy as a Christian to back down to the worry and to the level of what's going on around us. But God wants to actually have a move of God and create a sequel in your community that's like nothing you've ever seen. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.